0: Hello and welcome to the My Family Thinks some Crazy podcast. On this episode, I interviewed the mastermind behind the new intro song that you just heard. That's right, Ark from Destiny Lab is joining me on the podcast and we talk about underground rap, ancient history, Nephilim, Anunnaki, Christ Consciousness, and so on. It's a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, please follow us on Patreon for more content and uh, support Destiny Lab. Go check them out on Spotify. And they've got their own podcast called Digging for the Truth with Ark and Neo. So enjoy the conversation. Thanks for listening.
1: Double rows of teeth and six fingered hands The men of renown before the flood with the angels fell to pollute the blood they mingled the seed with both man and beast, and besieged the whole world with these circus freaks. They were drowned in the deluge, but once deceased, they became demon beings to corrupt the beliefs. The basis of mist, these strange relations, the gods of the Greeks and the ancient pagans. They worshipped the sun and the moon and stars, and channeled these spirits like...
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the My Family Think Some Crazy podcast. I'm your host, Mark Roland Solo, and today I have... An awesome guest who made that intro song that you just heard his name is ark from the uh, group destiny lab and he's got a new podcast called digging for the truth with ark and neo and we're going to get into a little bit about his podcast his music and uh how he got where he is today what's up ark how are you man
1: what's up what's up thanks for having me on mark i really appreciate it bro Mark and Ark, dude. This is a good... Yeah, uh, Mark and Ark show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, man, I love the intro music. I'm a huge fan of uh, underground rap. I think the first underground rap music that I heard that really took me, because you got to understand, for me, I'm 26 years old. So when I was coming up, like the iPod came out right when like I was at that age to where the marketing was working for my, you know, like they were targeting my generation with that. So i you know, yeah. bought into it. I went on the iTunes store and I was doing all the mainstream BS, you know, I was listening to fucking Nas and Jay-Z and all these guys, which I'm sure they're talented. And you, I'm, you know, this is just my opinion, not yours. But I thought when I found Vinny Paz in the Jedi mind wow. tricks salvation yeah, yeah, yeah. album i think it's called salvation um dude opened up a whole can of worms that i it just never was the same and then i got into immortal technique dead prez mm-hmm. r.a the rugged yeah. man and army of the pharaohs so that's really yeah. my my taste in music and dude you nailed the the you know you You like
1: that underground grimy sound that's what i like as well you know yeah
0: man and that's what i asked you for and you nailed it dude so i gotta ask you what was uh what was the first music you were into when you were going when you were growing up how did this uh dang well i mean of course i
1: started out just you know mainstream you know you know like yourself you know back when i was uh young you know i was listening to you know just beastie boys my favorite group was for whatever reason third base you know i think it was just because they were white guys and i was like oh you know <laughs> these guys are white and they're rappers you know one of one of the they were white but they also were authentic you know and yeah. they're authentic to hip-hop and i really loved pete nice's uh walk with a cane he had this kind of like super laid-back kind of approach and uh i i always liked his kind of style um and related to that but i also uh you know listened to everything mainstream that was out there and then uh and then i discovered like yourself underground hip-hop you know jedi mind tricks and then i I, one of my i I got into some really obscure stuff like through i don't know if you've ever heard of amos the ancient prophet but he's like a, a dj that i worked with out of poland and he works with a lot of real underground uh, rappers like Sixth Sense and uh, Seventh Son, Wanderlust, some of these guys. And they're, they're like probably a lot more obscure, unknown than maybe some of that well-known stuff. So a lot of stuff I let's do is really kind of obscure, uh, Dirt, Praying Mantis, Ninja Scroll, uh, Lore Arcane, a bunch of different rappers like that that are, that are kind of like fringe yeah. you know like myself but yeah, uh man.
0: I, I i've heard a couple of those praying mantis definitely um when i think fringe for me maybe like idea and abilities would be a little fringe and i mm-hmm. love idea and abilities you know them
1: i've heard of them i and i've probably listened to them i'd I, couldn't like recognize a song though if i've uh they're
0: they're from like that milwaukee scene where atmosphere is from you know slug from atmosphere and all that
1: okay yeah i've heard of that yeah
0: but uh yeah man so so you're into the more fringe stuff how did that so you you went from beastie boys into the darker the deeper the more fringe stuff where did it go from there when did you start saying like shit i could do this i want to start doing this
1: well, like, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up like actually just making hip hop with friends and or memorizing songs or whatever. So I always just kind of had a flow down or whatever. And then I met the the dude that I currently make music with genetics uh, in Portland at a party or he, he, he was like beatboxing in the back room. I'm like, hey, is there anybody here that can rap? And so I'm like, oh, okay, I can rap. And the rest is history. So yeah, we <laughs> got together and that was like back in the mid nineties, man, we're like old for doing this. So we, we started making music back in the mid nineties and officially formed destiny lab in 2004. And a lot of that was through my own personal experience of this, some of the stuff that I went through and investigated as far as like aliens and the fallen angels and the book of Enoch and, uh, and uh the new age movement and the occult and all these different things that that i rap about i rap a lot about uh obscure a lot of obscure subjects and how they tie together and i'll tell you what man i
0: really appreciate that you do that because if it wasn't for that type of music and people like you putting that music out there i mean of course you're, you're limited to the information you can give someone in that style but that's what makes it even cooler because it's almost like for me i had the feeling of like having to put the pieces together because you would hear hear a phrase or a sentence that would allude to some conspiracy and then that would come back up in your research and you're like oh shit, this guy knew about that too and that's why he said you know this that and the other it was a reference to, you know, Roswell, or it was a reference to this MK ultra stuff and so on. So yeah, man, exactly. I, I I love that dude. It's so, so important. I think to, uh, to give people a bridge to this type of subject matter, because it is fringe. It is kind of out there and not everybody uh, can appreciate it. But for me as a kid, like really uh, loving rap, you know, it, it opened this door for things that like, you know, I didn't think were cool. Cause they only existed in like Ripley's believe it or not. Like, Oh, there's some <laughs> weird like Sasquatch book, you know? And then I hear a rapper rapping about it. I'm like, Oh, this shit is fucking cool. I should, you know, get more, of it, <laughs> you know? And, so that, yeah, man, that's so cool. So what was like, what was the first song that you made where you were like, all right, this is great. Were you incorporating stuff about the Nephilim? Was that really what did it? Cause I know you're a, you're a Christian, right? And
1: uh, yeah, I come from a, you know, I, I, I've kind of been on both sides of the issue. You know, I, in the beginning, uh, like when I first met genetics, you know, I was kind of deep into uh, kind of more new age kind of stuff. And I, I was like following the Grateful Dead, taking a lot of psychedelics um, involved with like, you know, going to like rainbow gatherings and some of these like, kind of like uh, they're, they're, new age type things, but they have a lot of occult overtones going on. And I, and when I was studying, and I, at the same time, I was studying like uh, alien, uh, alien uh, abduction experiences because I'm also a special effects makeup artist. So I like creates creature designs. So I like make masks, prosthetics, all that kind of stuff, uh, and, and do sculpting and, and statues for a living. And so I, my goal was to like, make the most realistic, uh, alien creature I could. So I was like, well, where can I find out, you know, the best information on that? I want to be abducted. And so I was like, hope, I was like, please abduct me aliens. And I was, so. Sort of, I didn't get abducted. So I'm like, well, I'm going to read about abduction stories and try to fit, find like universal overlaps of what's, what's, uh, what's real and what's not. Yeah, and man. so I started doing that. I got my hands on every book I could, you know, about, from Bud Hopkins and Whitley Strieber, like everybody out there that was talking about abduction experiences, Travis Walton, Betty and Barney Hill, you know, all these different things. trying to find like the universal storyline here and and concrete evidence i wanted like nuts and bolts i wanted evidence you know i'm a very skeptical kind of person at heart but i'm also super into the paranormal and the weird and the strange and bizarre i know it's real but i want i want something real i want to pull bring something back You know what I mean? And show somebody, you know, I was thinking, you know, there's this many people have been abducted. They've got at least somebody's got to grab a tool off the shelf, a probe or something and put it in their pocket and bring it back with them something. But I got frustrated because I really couldn't find super concrete evidence. You know, there there were good photos there were good video, but that still is that interdimensional. Maybe it kind of came in and out of reality type of thing, you know. And so over time, and then also get involved with kind of these new age and occult ideas, I started seeing overlaps there because the channeled messages that people get from these entities uh, are almost always the same. They always have kind of like this uh, kind of an anti Christian uh, motive, first of all. Like they come in, they say, hey, first of all, you know, we are all one, you know, we're all moving toward this universal oneness, you know, stuff that sounds pretty good, you know, and, and on the outside and, and, uh, and, but then they kind of get deep in and saying in, you know, and that we're all gods and all of us can evolve into this universal consciousness. And then at the same time, you know, I was studying kind of the fringe biblical side of these things. Cause if you read the book of Enoch That's from a biblical point of view, but it talks about aliens and all this stuff. So I found some fringe Christian guys that were talking about the stuff like Chuck Missler and uh, Joe Jordan, L.A. Marzulli and some of these guys. and, And they were really like opening my eyes to that side of it as well. And and I read about the story of the, you know, the Garden of Eden. And when the serpent told Eve, if you eat of this fruit, ye shall be as gods. So I'm like, oh, where have I heard that before? You know, that's the story of the serpent, right? So are these the good guys or these the bad guys? And so I was kind of like, kind of caught in between here, like, what's going on here? You know? And so I started investigating like the occult side a bit more, and investigating all these different things, like, what does the Kabbalah believe? The Rosicrucians, the Jesuits, the Gnostics, the Freemasons, the Mormon, all these different groups, you know, the mystery schools. And how, when did they start and where do they originate from? And the same overlaps I saw, it's like, none of them can decide on where they come from. they all have a di- kind of a different costume or a different disguise they're wearing, but they all, all can sure decide on that original sin idea that, that we are gods, that concept that is you know really pushed in the, in the new age. And so I, I, I was torn, like, is that the truth or is that the deception, you know? And so I started digging deeper, looking into, into all these things that kind of uh, I didn't agree with, but I wanted to know all sides of the story, you know what I mean? And uh, <clears throat> so I found this guide a group called the CE4 Research Group, and, these, and they, ta- collect, they uh, specialize in abduction stories as well as sleep paralysis, so you, do you know what sleep paralysis is?
0: Absolutely, yeah. It's okay. actually funny you mention it because Mike Ricksecker was just on Tinfoil Hat talking about it briefly, um, someone I booked. And it's funny you mentioned L.A. Marzulli because we have him booked for Tinfoil Hat this month as well. Oh, really? Yeah, but yeah, I'm nice. a lot of, of sleep paralysis and uh, yeah, they interesting stuff. What, how does it tie into what you've researched?
1: So I, I got a hold of a guy, got to know a guy named Chris White, and he had created a website called Stop Sleep stopsleepparalysis.org. Uh,
0: Stop yeah, I've heard he, of this website.
1: Yeah, and he put out several videos kind of talking about it, and, and he had collected all this information as well as uh, Joe Jordan. Joe Jordan has, I think, over 400 uh, uh, testimonies on his website at this point of people who have suffered from abduction stories, abduction scenarios and sleep process, because what they've kind of found most of the uh, major UFO investigators or uh, or I should say a large portion of them have kind of really arrived at the idea that this is kind of an interdimensional thing going on and that these entities uh, kind of can appear and, and reappear out of our reality. Our... whether they're time travelers or going through some sort of wormhole or porthole they're not necessarily always and this doesn't say it all of them but a lot of these from what appears are not in nuts and bolts type crafts and from looking at the uh the distance between we know what stars are now to the closest uh, area that could actually hold life it's so far away dude that there's like it would take you know even if you could travel the speed of light which at that case you would no longer be physical you'd have to turn yourself into a proton to go that fast it would still take hundreds of thousands of years to even get here so the expanse of the universe doesn't really make it easy for nuts and bolts crafts to be zipping around back and forth from planet to planet and so uh, there has to be some sort of explanation for that and that's where a lot of people do write that this has to be interdimensional And so you go back and you study like the stories of elves and fairy folklore and some of these things, and it really overlaps the exact same storyline of what aliens do. They came in the middle of the night, they'd abduct women, they would probe them and do sexual things to them, they would uh, create hybrid hybrid children that they called changelings back then but they would, they would uh, create these hybrid alien children type thing. And so it's kind of the same storyline. And this is what basically the book of Enoch says. So go back to the book of Enoch. It talks about from a biblical perspective that in the book of Enoch is not part of the Bible. You know, I'll say that it's actually extra biblical, but it is quoted in the Bible. So there's people in the Bible that say, as, as it says in the book of Enoch. So there's people that, That were in the Bible that knew about the book, but it was lost for a long time and then basically rediscovered in the 1700s by a a Freemason uh, who brought it back from the uh, Ethiopian church, who have basically been guarding it since for thousands of years. And, uh, I'm kind of rambling here. She can cut me off anytime, man. Dude, I
0: gotta um, tell you, man, this is all stuff that I'm aware of. And I love that someone else is saying it because, you know, this is what the podcast was made for is to get folks like you who, you know, I want to, I want this podcast to be a bridge for people and the information you're sharing, uh, dude, I'm right there with you. I love it all. So keep going, dude, please.
1: Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so basically, the way that all this sleep process and abduction stuff uh, I found that connects into it that's so fascinating is there are people that have been tormented by uh, by abduction uh, scenarios. Some people claim it's good, but a lot of people claim it's horrific and that they experience these things for decades, uh, you know, years and years that they've been tormented by these entities or just tormented by sleep paralysis through the incubus succubus beans, the, uh, the hat man, the old hag, the shadow beans, you know, there's many different forms that these entities seem to take, but what they recognized is when people recognize these things as demonic and rebuke them in the name of the name and authority of Jesus name, it literally is a cure. And it, they, the people that have suffered this for 20 years Once they recognize it as demonic, these things like freak out and then say, and if you rebuke them in Jesus' name and you say, do not return, I have the power and authority of Jesus Christ over you into the pit, they will never return again and it's literally a cure. And these people, and this isn't just like hearsay, there are hundreds and hundreds of people that have had this happen to them who were tormented by this, went to doctors looking for some way out of this. And he has all these testimonies of people that have now, you know, completely shut this down and, uh, and, and done away with it. And so it's kind of fascinating. It's like, okay, so let's put these pieces of the puzzle together. These entities come, they channel messages that tell you that you can be God, like the serpent of the garden. They lie and deceive and tell you all these lies of where they, some are from Zeta reticula Some are from, you know, uh, the Pleiadians back in the 60s and 70s. They're from Venus. They're from the moon. They're from Mars. But then we found that's ridiculous. You know, then they changed their storyline. Then they're, you know, from way off, far away. So they changed their deception. They're tricksters. They they uh, they change their disguise. And then when when called out on it and recognized as demonic, they literally flee in Jesus' name. I mean, I guess, is that a d- all coincidence? It's like, you know, I looked at all these different things, and I was kind of torn. Like, man, this is, like, overwhelming to me because there aren't any people claiming that this is being done in, or at least that I'm aware of. And I've looked it up uh, of people having this done in Buddha's name or Krishna's name or Muhammad's name or any any mm-hmm. other name. And there's a lot of people on the planet that suffer from this stuff, you know, over in uh, India and, and and a lot of uh, people who are uh, Muslim call it the jinn, you know, and they suffer from the same sleep paralysis and tormenting things, but there's no evidence that they have stopped this in the name of Muhammad or, or Christian or anything else. So it's kind of fascinating that these entities seem to recognize the authority that Jesus has over them them. And when you look into the biblical stories and accounts of uh, uh, exorcism and demon possession in the Bible, they kind of react in the same way when Jesus came a, across this uh, a boy that was been uh, uh, tormented by demons. He asked him, what's your name? He says, we are legion for we are many. And if you come before your appointed time, why have you come here, son of God, to torment us before our time? Like they know that they have an appointed time that they have to torment people here on earth and and then when you know at some appointed time the gig is up and they're going to be thrown into the abyss and uh and there's just lots of storylines I and mean, i'm i'm just hitting the tip of the iceberg of how many connections there are to all these things the more you dig into these things and i tell people don't don't believe me don't believe anything that i'm telling you just investigate these claims be willing to Put on the lens and, and, you know, every time we look at anything in the world, we view through a certain type of lens, whether that's our own, whether that's a new age lens, which is what I used to believe, or whether that's a biblical lens or a, or, or a Buddhist lens, whatever it is, try on the Christian lens, just just even, even for giggles, even as a, uh, you know, playing devil's advocate here and just test and see, you know, ask, you know, okay, if this is real, if there is a... a being such as Jesus, reveal yourself in some way that makes sense to me, to only me and and see what happens, you know, investigate the word of God and and see what happens, you know, and that's kind of where I got to, I got to the point where it was so overwhelming that I either had to live a lie and ignore these things, or I had to proclaim these things as truth. And I became convicted to such a point that it's like, I've, you know, I've got to, get this stuff out in a unique way you know what what way can i do it because you try to talk to most people about this probably as you know talking to people about some of these subjects they don't want to hear it you know and especially when you put a christian twist on it that really is a you know double whammy people don't a lot of people don't want to hear it especially nowadays so i appreciate your your openness mark it's, that's awesome but
0: yeah no well to that point i mean i will say that as somebody who grew up uh in the roman catholic church with a kind of roman catholic uh vibe to the family you know faith i guess but it was always a loose working class kind of uh well we just go to church because it's the right thing to do and
1: Mm, yeah yeah.
0: we'll, we'll go every sunday for the grandparents but you know when they got when we got a little older it was like all right you know you guys can you don't have to go every sunday and after I got my confirmation it was kind of just like only my grandparents went and in hindsight I do feel bad because it's like yeah it'd be great to have spent that time with my grandparents you know now that my uh my papay has passed away and I still have my mame, but I just think that uh if anything you know it was it was a uniting uh force for the family to some degree but You know, I spent I spent this past summer uh, with a a family who are to the Bible Christians, you know, they're very uh, literal in some of their beliefs, but very open minded in some other areas. But, uh, you know, they they believe in the flat earth model and and they own a farm and and they're just living close to the land. And and I I remember having this feeling, spending time with them, like, okay, I might not agree with everything you know because as far as flat earth goes i think i'll never know possibly so i i just am not really concerned to think of it as uh as flat or ball i just understand that it's probably part of a deception to to get us all to think we're small and and uh and not important right the whole the Mm, whole not a small tiny meaningless ball but anyways that's a digression from my point which is You know these people were great people. You know, despite the fact that we didn't believe in all the same things as far as religion goes, and and I actually felt the power of prayer. I mean, we would pray, um, my friend and I, over meals. And people who are interested can go on the Patreon, subscribe, and you can listen to an episode with uh, my friend and I. Her name is uh, Riva, and she's a Christian. She's a singer and. And yeah, man, I, I felt the power of the prayer this summer, you know, praying with her and and just, you know, because I have faith in God and I have faith in prayer. I don't know the reason why I bring this up is because so much of my spiritual knowledge comes from Native American culture. So when you tell me that, like, well, Jesus's name, you know, there that's the only way that people, uh can really successfully get a demon to be unpossessed from a a person i know that not to be true not because you know that's wrong i think that's right i think that jesus name is powerful and that's absolutely true that that's going on but i will say that all over the world in indigenous cultures there's practices of uh you know getting the demon out of somebody when they've been yeah. possessed, you know? And no, I,
1: I've seen that, and you, you are correct for sure. I've seen but, gins cast out. And, and well,
0: but my point is, is, like, so if, if Jesus was this son of God, right, and Jesus was this avatar, so to speak, I don't want to use that word because it is new agey, right? But I think that word kind of serves my point of, like, Jesus was – an ascent like an enlightened human being right if he was a mere mortal at some point he was an enlightened human being so in my opinion i think you know and this is nothing against anything you believe i think that it's possible that the native americans had a jesus figure you know the mayans mm-hmm. had a jesus figure you know the indigenous cultures all over the world receive this kind of connection with god through certain people And through that connection with God, they receive information that helps them. And I think that the cultural lens matters, you know. So when I look at the past where there was this inquisition and and people died and and Christianity kind of marched across the earth and and made a Mm. big, you know, I got to take that into consideration, you know. But I also take into consideration the fact that i spent this time with this beautiful family who who loves the bible and has gets so much value from it so part of me is like i grew up thinking like oh fuck the church and all this because they were so evil to all these people but at the same time is the church not just taking something powerful and using it for their agenda right so we need to be able to separate these institutions from what actually works. Right. So whether it's a native American faith or a Christian faith or whatever spiritual culture, cultural lens you choose to use, I think the, the, the what matters is the results, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and it's so fascinating, man, because
1: yeah,
0: it's crazy how like people people just have a, a certain air of confidence uh mm-hmm. when they realize this stuff you know when you truly no, I, have faith in Jesus Christ it does something to you man it does change your life for the better I think
1: yeah yeah no I mean I totally agree with a lot a lot of what you're saying I mean from my perspective I you know a lot of my stuff is I rap kind of against the uh the Vatican and some of that stuff, because I think some of that stuff has been, I think they've taken truth, but then they've used it for their own power in a way, you know, some of those, some of these religions. To me, it's not about religion. It's about a personal relationship. And that's like, you know, first of all, with your creator, with basically seeing, looking around and seeing, okay, is, I, you know, I believe that through looking at the world and looking at creation, we can recognize there is, some sort of creator now what that creator is is definitely up for for uh argument i'm you know, i don't think there's a way to prove one way or another what that creator is but i think there is an intelligent force behind creation that's kind of self-evident
0: yeah and, and, and i'll say i'll say to that point what brought me back to having more faith than I, I did when I was a teenager in Christianity was the universality of creationism. When you study these indigenous cultures, they all say it. They all they all say we were created, you know, we're supposed to take care of the, the earth around us. That's what we were created to do. All the indigenous cultures say it. The Bible says it. God gave us this kingdom to cherish it, you know, to take advantage of it and make the most of it. You know, the Bible uses much better literary descriptive terms than I just did. But the gist of it is that you look all around the world and cultures who have a spiritual culture tend to believe in a creation, you know. And I think that science and mathematics and all this stuff, you can see it there, too. That's why we have the Fibonacci sequence, the golden ratio. That's why pi is only measurable with an infinite you know mathematical sequence because it's not possible to you know you know infinity is a circle like like this you know you 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 might be able to see it but
1: yeah yeah
0: the ouroboros you know biting it's biting you know it's oh yeah
1: i'm very familiar with that symbol (laughs) yeah the snake biting its tail one of the oldest symbols out there many many cultures is what's fascinating that's one of those universal symbols that overlaps uh, different cultures and beliefs and uh, yeah man I mean to me it's like everybody's on their their own journey and it's not for me to change anybody's mind or to tell somebody they're wrong I'm right or to you know you've got to believe where I think that's just messed up that's the problem with religion for me it's about just you know listening to everybody's point of view recognize people are at different on different journeys different points of that journey and that a lot of things are experiential you know it's like for me i can't prove a lot of the things that that i confidently know but at at the same time it's like i can't also walk away from those things that that to me have been proven to me like inherently you know personally when it's a such a personal thing that it's like it's not up for me to like say yeah this is this is the only way or whatever you know
0: absolutely but one one thing you brought up which I agree with and it might not seem that way after what I said but I am also suspicious of the new age kind of stuff and I know you might you didn't say this explicitly but you kind of alluded to it and I, I heard your conversation with Sam so I think I know how you feel about this but To me, from what I've learned, at least since I've uh, become like a huge fan of this kind of podcasting and all the information you can get from these podcasts, is that there's a lot of shady characters in the new age movements, you know, and then you see all these cults, you know, and I, I look at these books that I am very familiar with in the bookstores all around. You can find these new age books and they all have a formula, you know, the channeled books. They're all very formulaic. And to me, there is a part of me that thinks that someone who says to people, I've channeled this being named Kryon or Abraham or Mm -hmm. whoever else there is. Bashar is another one of these Mm guys.
1: Yep. Yep. I know them all.
0: (laughs) And and it's like, they all say the same things. So to me... I don't but they can't that.
1: agree they can't agree on where they're from can they they never can agree on they, where they're from and they
0: all and they're all like well I'm the only source you know yeah. and, and what is you know and and what I just said before well the universality of it right but in this case no 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 because to me it seems like we have to be extra suspicious of these people because it's like all right you're channeling a being but how do you know that that being isn't just using you you know mm-hmm. like if this because i believe that people can channel beings i definitely believe oh
1: yeah that. i've seen absolutely it. it's real
0: yeah that's what possession is is when a demon takes over you completely against your own will for your yep. for a negative consequence right but
1: yeah, but know, they can pose as positive they can bring healing yeah they can provide like super positive things they can tell the future they can do all kinds
0: and that's and why I real think we have to be suspicious. And, and it's something that me and uh, another podcaster that I work for, the Skeptical podcast, uh, Alex Karras and I joked about, it's like, anytime you have a cult leader, he's going to eventually want to bang your wife, you know? Like, that's just, <laughs> yeah. that's just how- Shave your happens. head,
1: bang your wife. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All we're white.
0: So and and this this is the theme over and over again with these new age totally. types of things. And part of me was like, OK, well, but maybe the government's just manipulating those groups to make it all look bad, you know, spoil the pot. But then you go back a little further and you realize that a lot of these kind of new age subjects started in these Ivy League colleges, you know, like in the yeah uh, power money. Yeah, yeah. It all goes back to them like the Stanford, you know, and the, you know, University of California, Berkeley and all these places yeah. where these, uh you know, rich liberal people like the Unabomber warned us uh, yeah. are just, you know, mucking it up and they all have deep state connections and they uh and they're corrupt, man. But yeah, what do you think about about the New Agers type movement?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think. Most people in the new age, because I was like deep and I saw lots and lots of friends in the new age are really good people and with real good hearts yeah. and real good intentions. And that's the kind of sad thing about it because I do believe it's, it's for the most part, a deception. And I think it's a deception by channeled entities. These are the same channeled entities. If you, that's the, always the key is to go back. What's the source? Where are you getting this information about like, you know, speaking of Abraham and the secret and Esther Hicks, you know, it all goes back to a channeled entity, you know, if you dig deep enough, you go to Hitler, Where does it go back to? Oh, channeled entities in the Vril, the Thule Society, and Vril Inner, uh, the Jim Jones cult, oh, they were channeling entities, the Heaven's Gate cult, they were channeling entities, the uh, uh, even, uh, what's his name, uh, Charles Manson, and what else These all these groups had in common? They all taught the original sin doctrine that ye shall be as gods and there's a big difference between satanists and luciferians you know a, a satanist and there's actually there is no one uh
0: one group, concrete
1: right? uh yeah exactly because there is no agreed upon foundation it's kind of just you know a lot of them kind of make it up like a lot of uh secret societies do but some of them at least luciferians a lot of times luciferians will say we do not believe there is a god or a devil we basically take the role of adversary and believe we are god i worship myself as a god and if you look up what do luciferians believe that's what they'll say i believe i'm a god they teach the same thing as what new agers teach so the story is the same that's the same thing as the alien deception teaches the same thing you'll get in a ouija board experience contacting a dead relative that's i'll tell you the same thing it's because these are are familiar spirits that's what the bible calls us, as familiar spirits is because they're familiar with you your family your history and they're ancient so they can go they can tell you where dead you know grandma hit her jewels or you know they can know exact storylines of things that happened to you or your or uh, your children or something like that and convince you to, uh, to believe other things that will take you off track. And if you study the testimonies of some of the people that were the deepest into the New Age, leaders of the New Age and the tarot card movement and some of these things, they are a lot of these people like Stephen Bancars and uh, 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 what's her name? Max, uh, I can't remember her first name. Maxwell is her last name. Um, they are now like huge exposures of it they're now saying this is actually a deception stay away from these things because i was deceived once i recognized these things they took they promised all these promises like a carrot on the stick told me i was enlightened but who do you know who's enlightened who do you know out there who doesn't make mistakes who do you know out there that doesn't get up just like you and me every day with the best of intentions and still go oh why did i do that you know it's like, that's all of us, man. We're all in the same boat. And that's kind of what I believe is also the big deception about religion. You know, religion, and especially from a Catholic point of view, teaches you've got to earn your way to heaven by being a good person. And I found out that that's a lot, That at least according to what, what Jesus taught, that's not the truth. Jesus taught that none of us are good enough. That's the reason he came to die on the cross is because... All of us are sinners. All of us fall short. It doesn't matter what good works or secret knowledge or, uh, you know, hidden information you can locate or or DMT trips you take or entities you interact with. You you still inherently are know that you do bad things. All of us do. All of us have, like, lied, cheated, stolen. We've all done things we know are wrong. And why is that? Why can't we... If we know what's right and wrong, just realize that and set out and just say, I'm not going to do anything wrong anymore. I'm going to do everything that I know is right. And just, you know, because I know it's right. And you get these people that have these like glimpses of that, you know, they're high on Ambien or something, or they discover the secret and they, you know, read that for, and they, you know, think it's working. And I'm all, I was, I was on board, man. I was there and a lot of my friends are there. So I'm not saying from a hating thing. I love these people. I get it. But it's, it just drives you deeper. I mean, think about the people that take, uh, that go on these ayahuasca trips. They do really great. They come back free of drugs, free of all these things. Over a few months, go back go after a few months, what's happening? Man, it's all kind of worn out. I'm going to have to go deeper, they said this time. I'm going to have to go back to Peru, find a deeper, uh, uh, you know, uh, person this time that can do better ikarus and a, a better shaman and and so they just are drawing deeper and deeper and deeper and eventually they're told and this is what I've discovered I've, I've investigated this stuff a lot eventually they're told yes this is scary we're going to appear these these are what these beings tell everyone we are bad we are evil but this is important you must go through this this is part of the hero's journey you must face the evil you must jump into the abyss You must let the serpent swallow you. You know, there's a lot of forms it takes. And it convinces people they must embrace and let their guard down. And and what are we told, you know, about, you know, entities in the demonic realm? They work through invitation. It all works through invitation. No demonic being will enter you unless you invite it through some way. And so often is that done through uh, the New Age, through the occult and leads to things like sleep paralysis that when they study sleep paralysis and they find the most common attribute over 90% of people that study that suffer from sleep paralysis have somehow been involved in the occult or new age somewhere in their life to open that doorway. That's the one common attribute over 90% of people. I mean, you can do the math. I mean, that seems very odd that there are that many you know, people involved.
0: No, we in just... Thing. We just interviewed uh, Chris Knowles um, last night, um, had an excellent podcast, went on very long, longer than we expected. Um, but he was kind of echoing your point there. I mean, he we were talking about like Crowley and Jimmy Page and some of these people mm-hmm. that mess with the occult and their lives end miserably. I mean, mm-hmm. and he was kind of saying like uh, Carl Jung skirted away from that because he dealt with maybe he didn't say this maybe i'm just kind of supposing but from what i took from it was that carl jung skirted away just because he he didn't tangle with it too deeply right whereas Mm. crowley was full-on you know face to face with the devil so to speak so yeah man i think this stuff is definitely dangerous and uh you know, not for the faint of heart and it's not for, for really dabbling with. I think that it's something that you need to understand, to, to respect it and understand what kind of danger is out there and what might be being used against you. But mm-hmm. as far as like, oh, I'm going to go on this magic journey and come back some kind of wizard. It's like, well, if that was possible, don't you think that I mean, I just feel like if there was all this chance of getting earning these great powers, the world would have been a lot better of a place by now. Like, if all these heroes went and did ayahuasca and came back stronger, like, I don't know, man. And I well,
1: feel that's, that's the other thing about channel information. You know, we have all these enlightened masters and aliens we channel, but they don't tell us anything about how to solve these problems. They don't tell us how to, you know, bring peace on earth. They don't tell us how to, you know, actually, you but know, what, what would free you say energy somebody, or anything like
0: that. What would you say of somebody then like Nikola Tesla? Because he said ah, numerous yeah. times that, you know, he received his information from a sort of like library. Oh, of, for sure. Unconscious. So, I mean, do you think that the creator uh, gives us, information that way and there is a chance that there are good entities out there that can possibly influence people like Tesla or is it always bad?
1: Absolutely. Yeah we've actually just did a podcast on talking about Tesla. It's funny talking about exactly that how Tesla's quoted as saying, you know, my work is 90% inspiration, 10% perspiration. Because (laughs) As he literally could see these things in his mind three-dimensionally and turn them like a CAD drawing, like virtual reality inside his mind from beginning to end, like blueprints. And so he said this information is basically downloaded to him. And this is throughout time. Many people claim this. Joe, even a Rogan, Dr. Trussell claim these same things, that they get downloaded information. I'm huge fans of both of them, as well as Sam. I listen to all these guys because I think they all ask important questions. And uh, and I, I appreciate and uh, and love their perspective and know that and love that they're willing to reach out to all these different perspectives. But I think, um, uh, what was I just saying? I just lost my train about of thought about the downloads. So
0: and do you think that the creator uh is, is influencing us? Are they good ent- entities? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, us?
1: so Tesla, yeah, absolutely. I think throughout time, we're, we see different authors, especially if you're looking investigate sci-fi, these guys are literally writing history. They are prophets, you know, writing things that, that basically unfolded. But I think what's happened is God is ultimately in control. The creator is at top in control. Satan has his deception, how he tries to influence people who are open to deception or open themselves up and do some deception. And then we're kind of caught in the middle as, as, you know, humans where we're influenced by both sides, depending on what we open ourselves up to. And I think there are people who are literally downloaded information by the creator. And then there's also people downloaded information by these tricksters in some way. And some of this information that comes from these tricksters is actually very good. I mean, if you read the book of Enoch, it talks about the 200 angels. And that's, what's important to realize. These were angels, these were once angels in the presence of God in heaven. And the reason they were deceived is because Satan's lie was that convincing. So if he can deceive a third of the angels in heaven, how much easier could he deceive you and me who are just humans? You know what I mean? So he brought these angels down with him and they, they came because they wanted to have sex with women. And they also wanted to corrupt the bloodline of the Messiah. That was their whole goal. They knew scripture. They knew the, the Bible says the word of God was in heaven before creation. So these angels literally know scripture. They know prophecy. And so, but they don't understand it completely. They don't know exactly what the plan is. They just know the Bible, the words in it. And, but they knew that uh, according to scripture and prophecy, the Messiah had to come from a pure bloodline from Adam uh, to be, the sec what was called the second adam or you know basically the son of god who was born without sin because that's exactly how adam was formed adam was originally formed without sin made by the hand of god well the messiah was born literally and that's why the bible has all these endless genealogies it's important to actually have because if you follow those genealogies it actually tells a story and it shows that yes jesus was literally born From Adam, through Noah, through Abraham, through King David, all the way to Jesus, through a complete bloodline. And it has that complete uh, lineage from Adam all the way to Jesus. And they wanted to corrupt that. And that's why they came and they got so close to it. They were able to to, uh, corrupt the bloodline of human beings to the point where uh, Noah and his family were the only ones whose bloodline was uncorrupt. It wasn't as much that people, people were acting evil and doing evil things, but it was a bloodline issue where people were no longer human. Their DNA was literally infected by this Nephilim and uh, fallen angel uh, hybrids. And this is the same thing that we see in these fallen angels who died in the flood, then became the demon beings we see today. And that's why they have the same modus operandi of like, we want to change your DNA. We want to, you know, take you and make a, a offspring with your babies and form hybrid creatures. We want to convince you that you could be God. All these things, it all aligns. And, you, when you, and the deeper you investigate, the clearer it becomes. And there's people deep in, in the occult that admit it. They admit these things. I mean, you go to the, and then same with the new age, you investigate Well, where the new age come from this all came from theosophy and and helena blavatsky going back to the 1880s she was one of the the, the people that collected all the mystery school religions and brought them together under one umbrella and after she was gone it was annie besant and uh alice bailey and these people continued this lineage of of teaching of and eventually brought yoga into the equation you know yoga is not made for uh, and I appreciate people doing yoga, but it's, it, it, you, it's not made for exercise. These guys over that are yogis aren't doing yoga for exercise, Hindus. And so you're literally, I mean, if you're against, uh, what do they call it, uh, um, cultural appropriation, well, my goodness, that's cultural appropriation. Appropriation. It's worse. You're taking a religious structure from these Hindus and you're turning into your exercise
0: you know? Oh my God. I never thought of it that way. And that's like, I mean, that's a great point. Yeah. Somebody ought to get these uh, social justice warriors on the phone and tell them the to cancel their yoga. <laughs> well,
1: the word yoga means to yoke or yoke yourself with, and that's why they do this. They yoke themselves with entities through these poses. And I'm not saying anybody does these poses is going to demonically possess, not what I'm saying, but the people who are yogis invite spirits through them, through these poses. So that's their kind of their point. Kundalini energy is about inviting the spirit of the, the serpent energy in your spine. I mean, you know, you start looking deeper and deeper. There's so many connections. You, you start, you start palming over and over again, because you're like, how did I not see these things before? Yeah, But like I said, don't believe me, investigate. And I can send you a lot of information. Anyone who's interested, contact me through my website, destinylab.com. I can send you all the information you want. I'll take time with you to pour my heart out because to, to, I want people to know the truth. I mean, not that I know the truth. I want everyone to be on their own journey. I, I, I'm not yeah. saying I know the truth. None of us do. Dude, well, this is this part.
0: is this is what the podcast was made for. Like I said earlier, like I wanted to be a bridge, and and that's awesome, man. I'm glad you you said that. And uh, I actually have a book called uh, "Demonic uh, Yogis" that I haven't read yet, but it's oh, all about these different uh, yogi masters that somehow were uh, demonic. But yeah, dude, there is so much that you just brought up that I have, uh, you know responses to and really what i want to do now is i want to end it here i want to re-listen to this i want to take some notes and then i want to have you back on for a couple different episodes because i think what we talked about today was so awesome that we can branch off a few more subjects from this conversation you know and uh and yeah, dude, it's been an honor, dude. I really love the intro song. I really love the, uh, the information you shared with us. Um, Thank
1: you so much, man. Yeah, it's really been a pleasure. And I, I really appreciate your openness, man. And, uh, and just, I think now is the time that this information is, is going to get out. I think, I mean, literally, that's why I named the group destiny lab, because all this stuff that happened to me back in the nineties to the, you know, to the two thousands and everything I went through and everything that's, cohesively coming together and it's not just me saying this but all the other people who are researchers investigators in this field of the alien the transhumanism all these questions that people like rogan are asking and and sam are asking and yourself are asking these are coming it's it's the externalization of the hierarchy this is the externalization of all these things to come out so we can see it clearly so no one can say oh it's a mystery all the mysteries are out of the box most a lot of them and it's so we can make a, a, a true decision as to like, you know, what we're going to do with this information. So I've, yeah, there's lots of places we can go with this man, lots of questions, and I could talk for hours about it. So I, I just uh, appreciate you. Know, let me ramble.
0: No, dude, I'm with it, man. Like I said, I got to go back and listen to this again, because sometimes it takes me a couple listens to process every point. But yeah, when I do, I'm gonna have some notes and I'm gonna have some uh, some plans for us to do, do this again in the future. One last time, tell everybody where they can find your music and your podcast.
1: Yeah, uh, the music is called Destiny Lab is the name of my group, and my music. You can go to destinylab.com and check out all the music there. I got CDs as well as downloads of all our music, and then we have. Uh, dozens and dozens of really cool videos on our youtube page youtube for slash destiny lab and then also i've got a podcast i do with my brother that talks about all these subjects we've discussed tonight but we have like two or three hour podcasts sometimes about it just digging deep man it's called digging for the truth with ark and neo and uh to that's to you know that's what it's all about to us is just digging for the truth not that any of us will ever discover the truth or be able to completely know this is truth but that should be the that should be the goal right that we should all be trying to find some sort of cohesive truth something that we can come together on and be as close to it as possible but uh uh, i just yeah i just uh really thank you for the opportunity man looking forward to talk with sam as well and uh i think now's the time for this information to get out i mean there's a reason it's happening
0: Absolutely, man. Well with that, thanks for listening, folks, and uh have a great night. Mark is bananas.
1: Crazy. Okay, this guy's
0: losing his mind. I'm Don't listen crazy to me. on patreon.com slash mftic that's patreon.com slash mftic